Okay, let's talk married to medicine. Um, they were. It starts off with them. You know, I think they're they're the last day of of um being in uh or, yeah last night of being in um DC right. So at the dinner, we get um who comes in Giselle and Robin from the Real Housewives of Potomac. They come by. They sit at dinner and. We get some uneasiness, unreadiness, uneasiness from uh, Miss, uh, from not Miss. I was gonna say Quad. Quad is later on from Heavenly. She's like joking with Anila. She doesn't know Anila. Okay, she really doesn't know Anila. And she called, you know, Anila. Anila and Toya were talking. Well, Toya mentioned something. I don't know what Toya said. And then she was like, okay, never mind. And then Anila asked the question, what did you say? And Toya got annoyed. She was like, girl, you know, I said, let it go. Just let it go. Whatever it is that she said, I don't know. Anila asked uh, Dr. Jackie what Toya said. And Dr. Jackie was like, look, I, I'm not repeating that. I, I, I didn't catch what Toya mentioned or said. But when Toya told Anila to let it go, be quiet, whatever, Anila was just kind of like, I don't know. She didn't understand. She was confused. Then uh, Heavenly called Anila a, a Muppet. She said that you're Toya's Muppet. And then she laughed and that wasn't funny. And I don't think it was meant to be a joke, although Heavenly said it was. And Anila turned around, she said, you don't know me, don't say that type of stuff to me. What if I called you Miss Piggy? You wouldn't like that. Then of course, Heavenly turns around and it's like, look, I said it was a joke. Heavenly, you don't know this woman, okay? She doesn't understand your type of or sense of humor. And quite honestly, what you said wasn't a joke. You were really talking down to Anila because you feel like Anila is Toya's puppet. So it wasn't really a joke, even though you laughed it off. So stop with the passive aggressiveness. Don't do that. Don't be passing on an insult as a joke. And that's what Anila, she caught that. So after that was cleared up and the apology was stated, you know, Heavenly apologized, Anila accepted it, but she also let Heavenly know, don't go down that road again with me. I'm not here for that. Then we start talking about um, Pastor Jamal Bryant, who is Giselle's ex-husband. We were talked, uh, who, who brought up, uh, they enjoyed uh, the speech. I think it was Lisa Nicole. Lisa Nicole, I think, brought up that she enjoyed the speech. Uh, or was it Contessa? I don't know which one brought it up, um, saying that, oh, we enjoyed um, your husband's speech. It was very empowering, blah, blah, blah. And Giselle corrected, I think it was Lisa Nicole, Giselle made the correction. She said, look, he is my ex-husband. And so Lisa was like, oh, I thought you guys was reconciling. She was like, we are in a good place, but we're not, I'm not engaged. Um, we haven't turned it around 100%, so let's not call him my husband when he isn't. She says, very different from Robin's situation where she's been married uh, to a person, they got divorced, and now they're back together again. So she kind of explains a little bit of what Robin's situation is. Then Robin talks about it, and everything seemed to be cool. You know, if you didn't, you don't know what Robin, you know, Robin was married to Juan, who was an NBA basketball player. They met in college. Then they had some financial issues that Juan blamed solely on Robin, which is why he held this disdain against her for a long time. 
they got divorced and now they're back together. He actually asked her to get married. So um, that's that. Some kind of way, Contessa decides to talk about cheating. And she says, I, I don't even understand where that conversation about cheating came from. Because then she goes on to talk about, well, you know, if men cheat, the woman tends to personalize it, internalize it, and tries to figure out what it is that she has done wrong to cause the man to, to stray away. And the ladies are looking at Contessa like, girl, what is really happening? So Giselle said, well, is your man, is Scott cheating? Or, you know, and, and um, Contessa was like, oh, I don't know what anybody is doing. It was very odd. Um, I, I didn't quite get it. Then she goes on talking about, you know, his attitude. He's almost 50 and he has mood swings. He, um, he gets annoyed very easily. He's just not being, you know, he's not a nice person. And I, I you know, the word on the curb, as I've said in several of my reviews of this show, is that Scott has a girlfriend. Now, I listened to Funky Dineva on YouTube, and he says that he knows Scott has a girlfriend. So this conversation that they're having, she, which is really her expressing herself as it pertains to what Scott is actually doing. Okay. But anyway, so Toy was like, oh, I can relate. I do understand. It's called menopause. Eugene, you know, oh my goodness, you know, he, you know, uh, uh, his testosterone level was only in the 200s and it's supposed to be eight something. And he started taking testosterone shots. And now, we, you know, the sex is great. He's back on point, blah, blah, blah. Everybody's looking at Toya like, um, you're sharing a little bit too much about your husband um, to the ladies at that dinner table. Now, granted, as an audience, we've already seen and heard this conversation from Eugene himself. You know, he actually was talking to Toya about help. You know, he wanted Toya to give him his testosterone shot and all of that. So we've actually seen it. But for the purposes of a show that's supposed to be a the setting is supposed to be as if we had never seen it. So for dinner time conversation, that wasn't necessarily, that was a little too much. And even Contessa said in her confession, she said, uh, I think that was TMI, but okay. So Contessa was like, I receive what you're saying. I get all of that. And she was really cool. They did not get into an argument. So anyway, so that was really it for the evening. And then the next day, we see everybody come together. They're having breakfast. Jackie and Toya talking about, you know, their tops. And Jack, Jack, uh, Toya gets up and model her shirt and, and all of that and showing her butt. And Jackie was like, look, I'm not really into women. So thanks very much. You have a nice butt, but that's, you know, it is what it is. So anyway, we are prepared. We're back in. We are back in Atlanta. And there's a dinner scene with Heavenly you know, her family, right? And Dr. Damon gives us a story about a time where, you know, they talk about what happened in DC and all who spoke in DC. 
and how impactful this trip was. And then he goes in, on into his own personal story about, you know, years ago, how he, I think he, I don't know if he, he knocked down a sign. The security at this, where he was, got in his face, told him that, you know, they had words, they got into a fight. Then the police came. And the police officer walked up to him and put a gun to his head and asked him, so what do you think you're going to do? It was really unnecessary. Based on what the crime was or what he did, it didn't really call for all that. And, you know, Damon was like, look, you know, um, my reaction in that situation should have been different. And uh, but I, you know, at that time, I was a lot more. My, I, 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 my, I wasn't as laid back as I am now. I was a little bit more quick to respond. And I can see that. I can totally see how Dr. Damon was probably something else back in the day. And he has since then learned um, to control, I guess, his temper, his temperament. And he's a far more relaxed individual. And he was talking about his two sons. And he was like, his youngest son, the 19-year-old, is very laid back, very controlled. Whereas the, the oldest one, Damon Jr., said he's just like me when I was his age. You know, he has the same type of temperament. So he's really trying to, again, warn them about how to respond to situations and de-escalating situations um, because, you know, social injustice is real. Things are happening out here that is very unsettling. So I was, I was glad to hear that. This was actually really good to hear, um, that conversation. Now, the whole thing, when he did ask the question about uh, or thought that, you know, he, I, I, thought he, I think he was joking when he was thinking, you know, he made a comment about, oh, Heavenly, um, or Buddy, as he calls her, you did a good job of making dinner. And she was like, well, yeah, honey, you saw them styrofoam containers. All she did was plate the stuff. He was joking. I really do. So we also get a scene where Toya and Anila, um, they're bringing, you know, the kids are back in school. They're bringing the kids to school. And Toya is giving Anila <laughs> advice on finances. How I, I mean, she's telling Neela, you really don't need your housekeeper. You know, you said you're trying to, you know, save money because you, you know, are building a home. And she's telling her how much you're really overspending. And I'm looking at Toya like, I know you're joking, right? I know you must be joking. Of all people to talk about finances, Toya, you're not the best person to do that. You're, mm -mm, mm -mm. You're not the one. It was hilarious for her to be saying this because she was serious. So what she was really getting around to was the whole situation about Anila not paying the makeup artists and the hairstylists um, in D.C. So, you know, and Anila knew that. And Anila was like, well, it's not like I, you know, Anila was still like, it's not like I'm not going to pay them. And Toya made a very good point. She said, when people provide you with a service, they expect their money right away. I went out of my way to recommend these individuals to you. And because they have respect for me, they're trying not to be, you know, they're trying to be nice about it, but you're really making me look bad. And they, you can't do people like that because it just comes across negatively on your part, and for me to recommend them to you, it looks bad on my part. So 
I don't know if, if Anila, no, I'll put it like this. I think Anila caught it. She got it. I just don't think she put a lot of importance. I think she feels like these individuals that did her hair and makeup are just not that important to her at the moment. Therefore, she's not writing no checks to them. Anila, get your priorities together because that, that don't work. That don't work. No, thank you. You know, if you weren't paying them contractors that's building your house and getting your house together, do you think they would come back out there and continue to do work? So it worked the same way. They are just as important as the other things that you pay right away for. Okay. Okay. So uh, Heavenly's in her car and Jackie calls and she tells her, I'm going to, you know, want people to come over. Jackie's redone her house. So she really wants people to come over to see her house. However, she's inviting certain people. So she tells uh, Heavenly, I am, I'm going to invite Simone and I'm also going to invite Quad. Now, you know, Quad and Heavenly have had this little online internet beef, whatever, because of the emoji that Heavenly chose when responding to Quad's Instagram post. Quad was somewhere in the island. She did a post where she's showing her butt. And it under, it's a swimsuit. She had a cover up, but it was a see through. So anyway, Heavenly put an emoji up there that was like, oh, my, because I clearly could see the emoji. But well, anyway, so anyway, they are having issues. Right. So then. Heavenly says, well, I would like to invite Anila. She said, I would like to see Anila away from Toya because I really want to get to know her. All right. No problem. Sounds like a winner. So. Let's put a pause on that dinner situation. Um, briefly, I forgot there was a scene where Cecil and Simone were talking about potential marital issues with contestant Scott. And Cecil brought it up and Cecil was like, you know, I know there are things going on there or seems like there's things going on there, but I didn't really you know, get into a lot of detail about it. And I'm actually going to stay out of it. And Simone was like, Cecil, how are you going to bring it up, ask questions about it, and then say, oh, I'm going to stay out of it when you already put yourself into it? <laughs> it's actually funny. I like the Cecil. I like some of the husbands. They're dynamic on this show. Even though the women are the focal point, the men are just, they're funny. Most of these husbands, they're funny. They really are. Um, I did forget an important scene with the men when they were in D.C. While the ladies were at dinner, the men were stayed at the house and Jamal Bryant came by and he's talking to the guys and everything. And just like Toya was being given too much information about Eugene, you go Eugene, giving too much information about what goes on in his bedroom. He's going to sit there and say, you know what? I don't know how to get on the subject of what happens in the bedroom. But anyway, Eugene was like, yeah, um. I allow Toy to do things to me that I wouldn't let any other woman do to me. And the men are looking at him like, say what now? Then, you know, then Eugene goes, say, well, let me dial that back. And everybody's like, you know, we all, we went on to something else. So that was Eugene. Y'all know y'all like to talk. Y'all got diary of the mouth for real. Look like the men had a great time talking about, um, you know, their time in, in D.C. and the march and all that good stuff. So I want to make sure I throw that in there because I did forget to mention it. So now we get to Dr. Jackie's house. It is beautiful, well-decorated, 
all the good stuff. She's put a lot of money into it. Here goes Shady Heavenly. Well, you know, I'm sure this is all Jackie's money because Curtis didn't pay nothing. Now, Heavenly, just because Curtis is retired does not mean he doesn't have any money. Doesn't mean that his bank account on its own isn't doing well on its own. I'm sure he has some investments. Um, he has played in the NBA. So I don't think that Curtis is broke, although I don't think he has Jackie's level of money. But, you know, it is what it is. But Heavenly just likes to go come for, come for Curtis all of the time. So Heavenly gets to the house. Then Simone. Simone looks really nice. She's wearing that, you know, Simone had all white. Um, Anila, well, Anila went with um, Heavenly. Heavenly went and picked up Anila. Heavenly's telling Anila in the car about a little bit of the drama that's going on in this group. So Anila's kind of getting a little bit of uh, uh, ahead of time info. So then, you know, everybody gets to the house. Kwa was the last one to arrive. Kwa comes in. She does not speak to Heavenly right away. She, she you know, brings gifts um, for everybody. So she brought, it was really funny. She brought the Ciroc for Simone. Simone's like, oh, this is great. I'm, I'm loving this. She brought um, Heavenly some Crown Royal. Heavenly's like, okay, this is good. She brought Jackie a bottle of essential water. <laughs> you know, Jackie don't Jackie don't don't drink. It was hilarious. Oh my, and she didn't know Anila, so she beats Anila, speaks to her. Okay, cool. We get down to dinner. You know, Jackie wants to pretend like she did all the cooking. Everybody knows that's not true. So anyway, we get to dinner, and Anila, you know, she wants to understand. Okay, what's the tea? What's going on between? Um, Heavenly and Quad, because she's not really fully understanding this. Quad says, well, on my photo, I misinterpreted, because I have an Android, and I misinterpreted the emoji. I thought it was a stink face emoji, like you're telling me that my butt stinks, or I stink, or whatever. And the reality is, I figured out that this re that really wasn't the emoji. And everybody's standing there looking at her like, what? Um, I also have an Android. I saw the photo. I in no way thought that that was a stinky face on there. So I I'm a little confused, and so was everybody else. And Heaven was like... Okay. She said, but then you then you went all in on me. And I'm like, why would you do that? And Heavily didn't buy it. So Heavily called Quad a B. And Quad was like, I am a grown woman. They hollering, yelling, and screaming back and forth to each other. It was going nowhere real fast. You know, Quad is very long-winded. Okay. It, it it she takes a long time to get to her point. And they, Bravo goes back and showcases different times when Quad has been talking and it's going at, at nausea. I'm like, girl, you are so long-winded. She loves to hear herself speak. I really believe that. So no one else is able to interject. They're not listening to each other. They're constantly going back and forth. It is a no-win situation. Finally, Jackie had to intercede. And Jackie was like, look, we got so much going on out here in this world. You just came back from a wonderful trip. 
The last thing we need to do is tear each other down. This needs to stop. Eventually, they both apologize. They get up and they hug. Now, we didn't see a conversation between Jackie and Simone because we know they're on the outs. And still at this current time, they're still on the outs. So I don't know how that's going to be resolved. Uh, so that was really the whole episode. It was a really, it was a good episode. Oh, shoot, I almost forgot about Contessa. Before I leave, I forget about Contessa a lot. I'm sorry. So Contessa has this um, consultant that's helping her with um, interviewing folks and designing of the office and et cetera. And um, she's very well known, I guess, in the medical community when it comes to doctors opening practices. She's a, a popular person. She knows what she's doing. And one of the things that came up in the conversation was about doing the, the handling of the paperwork, the books and all of that. And the I think her name was Regina. Anyway, but the, the consultant was like, well, that's something that you should not do. And I agree. You need someone else to handle the books. And, you know, Contessa was like, look, I said the same thing to Scott. He had an argument. He was not just again. If I say something, he's going to say the opposite. He's going to start arguing. It is a problem. Then they talk about hiring staff and Contessa was like, well, I don't want someone too cute at the front desk. <laughs> I don't want no entanglements. OK, girl. Then, you know, the consultant was like, are we looking at full timers or are we looking at a lot of part timers? And right now, she said for the moment, Contessa was like, we will need some about a lot of part timers because I want the office open on the weekends. OK, that is uh, 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 one reason. I think the other one is with full-time staff, you got to pay benefits. And I don't think Contessa at this point want or Scott want to pay out benefits for full-time staff. Okay. All right. We got that covered. So that's the Contessa situation. Um, now that's the end of the episode. I want to make sure I covered everything. There's a lot going on there. Um, was it good to see Quad? I guess, you know, I didn't really, I don't really miss Quad on the show. I think that her coming in and out sporadically throughout the season works. So I can, you know, cause Quad only can deal with her in small dosage. I, I really can't deal with her too much. So it's cool to see Quad occasionally. That is the whole episode. I'll talk to you next week. Well, is it coming on next week or next week's Mother's Day? Well, we'll see. If it comes on next week, I will be reviewing. Talk to you later.